0: This is a Maine Hustle Media podcast. I would like to acknowledge that the Maine Hustle Media podcasts are recorded on the traditional lands of the Karankawa, the Chumash, and the Tongva people, and I wish to pay my respects to the people of those nations, both past and present. I get to do it today. <laughs> 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 We're vision I hear. And I'm going to try to do it just like him. Hold on. Let me get, let me get. Let me let me shun it up. Welcome. <laughs> <To> the- <laughs> I can't do it. Welcome to Blurred Comics, the podcast about blackness and blurred shit from a couple of mixed black blurreds. It is I, Charmaine Fury, aka. You almost Richard said blurred. you almost said his I name. Said it. I, I know you did. did it. I thought about it, and then I was like, "That's not my name, though." It is I, Charmaine Fury, a.k.a. The Blazing Blurred. We are without my co-host, Blurred Vision, today because he is traveling and he got separated from his laptop. So, boom. But I am joined today by... um, Roshani and I have just the weirdest connection, the way we met and everything like that. Because we've actually been in each other's lives, whether we knew it or not. For about 30 years. <laughs>
1: 30. Yeah. Wait, wait. Um,
0: 25.
1: No, you're right. It's 30. It's Holy getting up shit. there. Yeah, wow. it's up there.
0: I graduated 25 years ago. So oh
1: my, God, my guest old. today
0: is Rashani from the Single Simulcast podcast. Rashani, why don't you introduce yourself to everybody and let's get into it.
1: So it was a long, long time ago when I started podcasting and I was feeling pretty down on myself and wondering if I was really worth it as a podcaster when all of a sudden I remembered the famed and powerful words from the Caucasian poet group Backstreet Boys. Am I original? Yes. No. Am I the only one doing this shit? Yes. Am I sexual? <laughs> yes. Yes, sir. As a podcaster, am I everything you need? If so, sit your asses down. Everybody, rock your body. Rashani's on tonight. It's gonna be alright. Let's go. Let's go.
0: So, so Rashani and I—the way we know each other—technically is from Black Podcasts United, a, a group that was on Facebook that you were an admin for.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You posted something one day, and um about connecting for some reason, like getting more involved with people or whatever. I reached out and you and I ended up having a, like a Skype chat to like mm-hmm. get to know each other and stuff like that. But before that Skype chat, I was like, let me listen to Roshani's show so I can get a feel for for him before I get on this thing. You start talking, you start mentioning Sacramento. And I was like, Shit, I know this guy. <laughs> 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 we went to high, We went to the same high school. So because something you said, I don't remember what it was, but something you said made it obvious that we went to the same school. We were about the same age ish. So when we got on our Skype chat, I was like, did you go to center? You said yes. We figured out you were two grades below me, but that I knew your brother because your brother hung out with my cousin, Desiree.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I didn't know him well, but he we they were all a part of the same group of people that hung yeah. out. So I knew I knew him. Um, so technically we have been in each other's space for many many years but and,
1: and that's why ladies and gentlemen out there who do podcasts because I'll, I'll be honest with you I've been podcasting for 13 years Damn. um nine shows not nine shows I would to spend at 13 years that would just be lazy but I mean like nine separate podcast yeah. series that I do yes. um and the most important thing that I say to people is you never know who you're going to fucking meet. And you never know how, to, how the wires are going to get crossed, where your paths are going to go. So just be really fucking careful of what you say on your show. Because people do, like, like, podcast host i'm talking directly to y'all y'all be hopping on people's shows and not even know what the other person is about you don't listen to their show or nothing like that and then you get on there and they be like it's racist hour <laughs> <laughs> and, yes. and you're like what, what and they I turn to you as a black podcaster they turn to you and they're like and this is my one black friend told you i had one no nope. so, no thank what you what about those niggers on the block like no so you thank need to you make sure that you not only vet people, but you also need to make sure the podcast that you are trying to abstain as much as possible from fuck shit. Like I tell folks, the rules in my podcast are quite simply no misogyny, no homophobia, no transphobia, no racism, unless it's storytellers in which the person who's doing these things die at the end. Because if I had been the jackass that I once <laughs> wasn't, everybody starts off as a jackass and then we grow and we get better and we, you know, mature. If I if I had continued that path of a jackass now, I don't think you would have fucked with me, honestly, because I wouldn't have fucked with me back then. So continue to grow, continue to change, but just remember that the stuff that you do in the past is going to follow you into the future, and the stuff you do right now can affect you sooner than you think. Yes. Yeah.
0: I have definitely had people reach out to me to be on my show in ways that make it clear they don't know what the fuck my show is about mm-hmm. and i've been invited to come on shows and i've wasn't sure what they're about and asked them for like a pre-screen just to give me some comfort uh because it is weird when people kind of tell your story for you like you're there but they're controlling the narrative a little bit it's, it can be it can be a little bit strange out on yeah. these podcasts and the streets uh, but we're part of a of a group of friends that, that we've met all through podcasts and that we've grown together over the last few years and stuff like that. And so, and at least before COVID, we saw each other too in person, yeah. you and I.
1: Yeah, um, you're the reason why I know what a impossible burger tastes like, <laughs> uh, which I haven't tried since you left, but I think about it all the time. I just decided that I was going to go ahead and switch more to um, mushroom based when I want to mm. eat a, a plant based burger or something like that. I'll just right. do a, a portobello and season it up real well and marinate it because I don't need it. To, if 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 I if I'm not eating a burger and this is what I, I mean, I understand vegans and vegetarians. They have those moments, some of them where they're like, you know, I kill for this thing and so they got this thing to still healthy or whatever it may be. That's not my life. I can eat meat tomorrow mm-hmm. and then go back and eat like tomatoes for the next three weeks and be happy as hell so (laughs) if i'm eating a vegetarian meal i want to know from the ground to the grit that this is vegetarian i don't want to eat a vegetarian meal and be like this tastes like a burger or this tastes like chicken or something like that because that defeats the purpose for me like if i'm a vegetarian who's cheating and I'm like, I just need a burger. Like, mm-hmm. every so often you have that urge, I need a burger. I'm going to go get the biggest, juiciest, most robust, over-the-top burger I can get. So I taste every morsel of flavor in that burger. But if I just want vegetables, all I need is butter and, and a little bit of salt and pepper. And I put the vegetables in there and let them saute. And I taste the vegetables for what they are. So yeah. well, now I guess I'll it- just do a portobello and put cheese on top.
0: It depends kind of how you, why you're a vegetarian. Cause so right now I'm kind of mostly vegetarian. I've been eating meat since I moved to Houston. Of course. Uh, But when I am a vegetarian, I'm not a vegetarian for health reasons. I'm a vegetarian because I don't want animals to die so that I can eat them. Yeah. And, uh, and so I I carry a lot of guilt when I eat meat. Um, So because of that, I didn't need my vegetarian food to mimic meat mm-hmm. although i do like the the fake chicken nugs that morningstar does they are they, good they're pretty good they're not bad the i mean the second you have too. they are pretty good too there are companies that do terrible chicken nuggets. like impossible has a terrible chicken nugget but morningstar has a pretty good one and um and as long as i don't have another chicken nugget i don't miss chicken nuggets yeah, if i eat sure. those um like Can my I interrupt for just
1: one second? Mm. Because Morningstar, while it's on my mind, because, you know, I forget stuff like quickly. <laughs> uh, they also have a buffalo chicken patty they got a that is one, yeah. absolutely incredible. Like if you put a piece of cheddar cheese over the top of it and some some like ranch or something like that. <laughs> I, I ate that at work for like three weeks and wonder why I didn't lose 60 pounds and I That's stopped funny. eating it.
0: Well, I will use like the chicky patty for if I'm going through my salad phase, I'll I'll make one of those and cut it up and put it on top of my salad just so I feel like I get a little bit of, you know, protein with mm-hmm. it or whatever. Um, but I still use like I use impossible meat for um, like my spaghetti, my tacos, like everything that I make at home that I make that I would have made with ground beef. I will I'll use impossible meat for. Um, mm-hmm. But like there's not a replacement. Well, like I live in Houston now, so there's not a replacement for Texas barbecue. I'm not looking for a replacement for Texas barbecue, exactly. but sometimes I still want Texas barbecue. And so I'm gonna go get it or, yeah. you know, the chicken out here and stuff like that. Like I'm not usually a huge chicken fan, but that's because I lived in California where chicken wasn't always that good. Now I'm here in Texas and chicken is good again. So I eat chicken sometimes. Um, but I mostly like mostly don't want to eat animals. <laughs> I mostly don't yeah. want to. I just do on occasion. Cause, um, Week, i guess and they taste good but um but yeah so at the time at the time we saw each other last i was i was hardcore vegetarian at the time i wasn't i wasn't eating um meat i might have snuck meat on occasion but like we're talking about once or twice a year versus now where it's like a couple times a week so yeah. that's that's what's happening yeah um but uh, so we, we, you were already scheduled to come on before I found out that Blur Vision wasn't going to be here. Um, so I don't have anything that I need to change just because Blur Vision's not here. But uh, did you see Thor this weekend? <laughs>
1: did I? <laughs> you want to
0: you talk about it a little bit?
1: Do I? <laughs> <laughs> I understand folks are saying that it's not the best movie in the world, and I'm cool with that because I know that with the exception of Thor Ragnarok, a lot of people haven't felt the Thor movies, and they felt like the jokes came too quickly, um, that the storyline rushed through too quickly. Honestly, I thought it was one of the most engrossing, enriching movies that I saw. And I don't know if it was because of what was going on with Jane, uh, that resonated with me because I've had family members who went through what she went through minus Molnir. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it was uh, because the story was just so bright and, and it reminded me so much of the comics that I read, but it sang to me, like I really enjoyed it. I mean, is it Black Panther? No. Is it Ragnarok? Right. No. But it's, As far as the Marvel movies that have come out in the past two years, I can say it's better than The Eternals. I can also say that it's probably... Like, I'm putting it right there alongside Shang-Chi, which I also have pretty high up on my overall list uh, for Marvel movies that I've seen recently. Um, And... People are like, yo, I think that the bigger issue that people have with this movie is the fact that they're like, yo, we have so much Marvel overkill happening right now with the TV shows and with this going on. We haven't even seen a big bad yet. We haven't seen anything connected yet. It just seems like a whole bunch of side movies. We don't want the side pieces. We want the main dish. Like, we're tired Mm -hmm. of the appetizers, and I think that they're starting to get a little bit of a... um, bounce back in that regard but I sat down knowing that I was about to wa- I mean shit people y'all sat down and watched Dwayne Johnson climb up a goddamn wall a couple years ago using duct tape so Thor should not be an issue we're good I with seven. Thor
0: I love I love Thor Um, I, I lo- well so I don't hate on the Thor movies as much as as the Thor movies have experienced. First of all, if they if they were shitty, why does he the only one who has four? Let's say that. Um, also, but I love the trajectory. I love that he grew, that he changed, that he's embracing the goofiness. I think him and Taika as a as a partnership is amazing. Mm-hmm. I saw it three times this weekend, which I always see the Marvel movies three times every opening weekend. And every time I continued to enjoy it. Whereas like Eternals, I think I dipped at the second time because I was like, I didn't need to see Eternals again.
1: Yeah.
0: Um after that, after that second time. Shang-Chi up until recently was my favorite of the movies post uh endgame. Mm-hmm. Uh but Shang-Chi and Thor right now, um, you know similar but different like they they touch different things like even though i'm japanese not chinese shang chi as a as an asian superhero that doesn't have an accent well more specifically an asian american superhero that doesn't have an accent hit for me not quite as hard as black panther did but along those lines i have more of a black identity than a japanese identity so it didn't hit quite as hard as black panther did but it's mm-hmm. in the same vein right um thor, thor is just fun. And um <laughs> I can I can help you with that, Stephanie. Uh Stephanie's in the chat. Uh Stephanie from Mocha Menace podcast is in the chat. She'll be here next week. Um but but yeah, the the jokes for the most part were great. I actually wish gore was a big bad for longer. Yeah, me too. And I wanna I wanna give a shout out to a fantastic Frankie who's a, a comic book content creator on the Insta- on Instagram Instagrams and, yeah. and the tickety Talks and stuff like that. And she she's like blown up so much recently too. She even went to the the Thor premiere. I think I saw her on the on the um, things or whatever. She had a point today that I immediately was like, "Fuck, that would have been amazing." So shout out to her for this. But what she suggested was um, that Gore should have been. In Dark Worlds as that big bad,
1: I can see that.
0: And then, and then, you know, Gore's out here fucking things up. He's killing gods. He kills his mom. He kills his dad. He mm-hmm. he, he does one of the kills for Loki because obviously Loki dies several times before we we get to where we got to get. And from then, l- learns so much about the bad of his dad that by the time Ragnarok hits, Hela can still be the big bad in Ragnarok. But you know thor understands his dad a little bit more at this point and so you know that that could have made ragnarok interesting in a different way and then and then you know maybe by this one this is when we finally defeat gore so he could have had a longer term bad guy which i would have i think i would have really liked because i think gore was good enough to deserve more time yeah and uh and Christian Bale fucking nails this like he he does such a good job. He's I mean he's a good actor, so he does he did to me, he did a really good job in that role. And it would have been nice to see him, you know, stretch stretch his legs on this role for a, a couple of movies if he could have. Um, but you know, it is what it is. I, I still love it anyway. What's up, Douglas? Uh no, so you're
1: you're absolutely right. I, I think that um one of the things that I always Okay, so Ragnarok, if you look at my voodoo um, downloads, the movies that I take with me just in case the world falls apart and I don't have any Wi-Fi, uh, I have five movies on there. One is uh, Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse. Uh,
0: mm.
1: One is Kill Bill Volume 1. Mm. One is Transformers, A movie, the cartoon. Okay. Uh, one is Spider-Man Far From Home. Okay. Um and one is or no Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm sorry, the one with uh Dr. Strange. The most the most recent one. Yeah. And the last one is Thor Ragnarok. So when I say Ragnarok is in my top seven movies of all time, it's up there. Uh except for the beginning of the movie. I feel like the way o- Odin died was just like why? The nigga was just like I'm tired. He he yoded. Yeah, he was like, I'm tired. He so they could have easily had him get murked by the Necro Sword. Yeah. They could have had his wife or his mama get murked by the Necro Sword. Yeah. Which would have not only added that gravitas of death to Ragnarok, but it would have also added that fury when Thor saw him of, you killed my motherfucking parents. Yeah. It's on and popping. Because the one thing that I did have a quibble with in this movie was the fact that nobody else seemed to really give a fuck. They were like, oh, there's a guy out there killing gods. Oh, you look at that- me. I, I have a I have a thunderbolt. Let's- well,
0: yeah. So two things, and and going back to what Frankie said for this, too, is one, she understood Dark World needed to tie in the infinity stones, so that's why they shoehorned it with the dark elves and everything like that. But what they could have just did was have gore searching for the infinity stones thinking that that was the key to get to eternity because mm-hmm. eternity and infinity are opposites in the universe. Right. So that could have been a way that it wouldn't have had to really been shoehorned into the universe, you know, and we could have had a big bad for a while. But I also think like the potency of you killed my mother, you killed my father. By the time we get to to love and thunder would have been heavier. Like, like, you know, like you're saying, mm-hmm. and with these gods, like, I mean, technically, the gods weren't wrong. I don't know if Zeus knew that the Bifrost or that the axe was the way to eternity. Opening up the Bifrost portal like that, Mm -hmm. but had Thor not left Omnipotent City, Gore wouldn't have gotten the thing. Gore would have probably eventually had to let go of the kids because he, you know, he didn't probably want to kill the kids. You don't and want some damn kids. Oh. Something else would have happened. Um, so, you know, yeah. But yeah, the gods, like, I like what they did with the gods because they were just like, listen. We're gods. We'll pay attention to the people that pay attention to us. Mm-hmm. And other than that, we got an orgy to plan. And you don't want to get in the way of, of if hero-gasm was as big a bigger deal as it was in the boys, imagine what god-gasm is. You know what I'm saying? So
1: uh, what's the dude's name? Jensen Ackles is is, is that soldier boy's name? Um, I, yeah,
0: I think Stephanie would know better, but it's the yeah. dude from from uh supernatural. supernatural, whatever. Yeah,
1: I just wanted to say it for Stephanie, choo choo indeed. That dude is a sexy motherfucker. Like he looked at me on the finale, and I just paused it and looked at him for a second. And I was like, they're gonna end up, you're gonna end up dying. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, but if you're going to die in this outfit, this is fucking fabulous right here. Like, this whole setup you have right here with the right amount of stubble. Nigga, I would kill <laughs> to put the right amount of stubble on my face at any given moment where somebody was just like, yeah, that's that, the dude. That's your
0: superpower? You can put the right amount of stubble oh, at any given moment?
1: So much ass. Like, I wouldn't even use it for evil. i just walk over to my wife and be like,
0: Choke me, Vanilla King, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie's thirst is ah, it's my favorite thirst.
1: It's so sumptuous. It's just so. It really permeates the air. You know, Stephanie's really thirstiness does. goes across the galaxy like fucking Thanos. Like
0: <laughs> it does. Like it's just like it's a warm blanket. It's a bubble bath.
1: Oh, um, man, a bubble bath of unbridled lust. Like, <laughs>
0: see because and i don't get it like it took me i so i made a big admission this week in the group chat and i credited stephanie for it because i don't like the pale faces or typically i'm not attracted to the pale faces um i finally gave in and admitted that i think chris helmsworth is probably the most attractive of the pale faces in the marvel universe i guess specifically smile. And he's goofy, and I like a goofy dude. Like, Ryan Reynolds before, for a long time, was my white person a choice because he's hella goofy and stuff like that, but but Chris work is pretty goofy. He, you know, he's, he's put together, whatever. Quiet, quiet is kept.
1: I think that him doing uh, the Ghostbusters Answer the Call, the one with the good oh one my gosh, with the so women goofy. in it, I think it that so that goofy. helped him more than anything else because he said that the director of that movie, Paul uh, Feige, had him improvise Mm. the majority of his lines. like They were just like, we want you to come in and we're going to give you this and just go. And so he said that him doing that helped him become more comfortable with comedy and with his comedic side. So when he got to Thor Ragnarok, because remember, the first two Thors were pretty staid and pretty serious and it was accidentally
0: funny because Mm -hmm. he was too stiff and stuff like that right
1: my homeboy scar says that uh the first thor is the equivalent of drumline the nick cannon movie and the more i watch the more i understand that because yeah ain't neither one of them funny so um but once he did ghostbusters then he Tyka started doing the uh the the thor movies and he's able to step into the comedic role and then um the russo brothers did in endgame and infinity war and he's able to do the comedic roles there even though the comedic roles there hinge on him being fat which i wasn't a fan of Mm. but he's a talented motherfucker and you're right that 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 talent and that humor humor goes a long way in a relationship like like i'll drop my draws if you make me laugh I mean, I'll drop my drawers. That's how Tree and I got together. I can see it.
0: Tree's a funny motherfucker. He's funny as hell. He's the funniest person I
1: know. Oh, I try hard.
0: I, well, okay. I'm to kidding. Be, to be fair. I'm I, don't, I don't, I don't. He's I don't. my, we've been together 22
1: years. <laughs> to, to be fair. To be fair. I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but I am everybody's glass of water. So I'm not really concerned about not being the funniest motherfucker on the block, as long as I'm the funniest nigga in the neighborhood. That's all a nigga want. Dap me up, puppy. There we go.
0: Funny. Uh, Stephanie, I admitted to Ryan Reynolds, but the thing is, it's one at a time. I can't have more than one at a time. It was Ryan Reynolds for a while, and now it's Chris Hemsworth.
1: It's the Highlander of relationships. There could be only one. I do
0: have a weird thing for Tom Hardy. Huh. But I've explained this on other podcasts. Uh, I think maybe on Stephanie's show. I don't don't remember where I've explained it before. But basically, it's not necessarily that I want... That I find Tom Hardy fuckable. It's that there's something about him I would like to... uh, have a big warm Terry cloth towel yeah, ready fix for him. when he runs in the house after being stuck in the rain. And I just want to wrap him in the towel.
1: Yeah. He looks like somebody who women will want to fix it because I don't want
0: to fix him, I just want to wrap him in a, in a warm towel. If he's all
1: wet. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's, that's how you want to do it. You want to wrap him in a warm towel. Kind of like, I mean, uh, he's a Brit, like on I'm a Brit. To America, where, where the nigga from soul glow, was knocking on the door and he was all wet and she was like, Let's Come on, you, in. Wet you need to get out of these wet clothes. Yeah. Okay, you just want to wrap him in the top. Sure, I don't whatever. usually
0: like buff dudes, and which oh, okay. is why it's even weird that I'm into that I think Chris Helmsworth is so attractive. But I, he's attractive because he's goofy. The bigness never came into play because he's been muscular this whole time. But
1: Tom Hardy's also he's shown a lot of humorous uh, he's funny aspects.
0: in a different way. The yeah. other thing is he's a Brit. I'm I'm a partial Brit. I love a man that can call another man darling and it doesn't sound sexual. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's something scruffy good bad about him, like that a person that will do dirt for good reasons.
1: Yeah. Me. So
0: that's why I want to wrap him in a towel.
1: Speaking of darling, have you seen the gentleman? I know you had to have seen it by now. The, uh, the Matthew gentleman? McConaughey and 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 I don't uh... like Matthew McConaughey. Oh.
0: I can't stand okay. him. Okay. Okay. That's a movie, though, he's in?
1: Yeah, so The Gentleman is a movie that's made by the person who made Snatch and, and all those kind of movies, Lockstock and so oh, Guy okay. Ritchie. And Hugh Grant is in it. Actually. And it's a really fucking good movie. Um,
0: all right, I'll watch it that, because That it's just God happens Ritchie. to have
1: Matthew McConaughey in a role. Like, he's one of the lead roles in it, but he's not a big lead role in it. It's got the dude who played Jax from... Uh, from uh, Sons of Anarchy is really the lead role, and then Hugh the Grant list. is in it. Oh, well. I
0: know who that is.
1: <laughs> Hugh Grant calls this motherfucker darling like so many times that I was ready to start calling guys darling because it just sounded great. It's but great. I don't have the accent to pull that shit off.
0: I grew up with I grew up with um, with a British accent in my household, you know, so I enjoy I enjoy darling as a term of of endearment. And I really enjoy that British men can call British men "darling" without it
1: going close. Like blows. A term of endearment, yeah, yeah. Th- 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 there's a dude that I used to work with um, <laughs> at I want to say DMV. When I worked at the DMV, a uh, dude named Bob, older guy, probably like in his he 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 was white, so he was probably like fifty, but looked seventy. Okay. Um, but he met me he was one of my managers and he would call me big daddy what up big daddy <laughs> like like yo you got that daddy this your world you got that big daddy and at first i was like yo what was he cajun but i don't know where the motherfucker was because
0: from because cajuns call each other daddy
1: exactly so he's just calling me big daddy big daddy big daddy and by the time i left out of there i'm talking like, to the kids my big basketball daddy. team I, I, you got that big daddy. It's your world. What you doing, <laughs> little daddy? What you about to do? What you about to get into? And the folks that I know from metal View are looking at me like, who you calling big daddy? And I'm like, it's your world, little daddy. Go ahead and do that thing. I love it. You pick up things that you, you adopt things that at first, I, I guess what I'm saying for this is familiarity takes the sting out of a lot of things that you thought were going to be worse than what they actually are. Because there's a beauty, I think, to being able to call somebody that. Like, yeah. it's a term of endearment for me that I wouldn't have had before because I had those blocks and those those, those yeah. walls up. So, yeah, I would love to call somebody, darling. I just know that I would end up on that beat your ass Facebook page after <laughs> I was done, and somebody would be putting into the comments, teach your mans how to squabble. So I That's don't want to do it.
0: So, yeah, I think the machismo, the, the American version of machismo is weird enough that, like, everything tests masculinity and heterosexual mm-hmm. masculinity specifically. Whereas in Britain, like, even the most machismo of men, it's still put a, put the kettle on, darling. You know, it's still, that's mm-hmm. still a part of their culture so much. So, like, you know, even the biggest fight will will still start with, you know, the kettles on. And, Strangely enough, know, I also so.
1: heard it on. I, I heard that on Snatch as well, which, like I said, another Guy Richie movie. Bricktop said it to, yeah. Um, said it to him at the beginning, like, and Bricktop was literally the meanest motherfucker yeah, in was the, the, the entire movie. Picks.
0: Yeah. Right, no, he's people
1: to pigs, but before he feeds them, put the kettle on, darling. <laughs> that's
0: that's literally the feeling I have every time I enter my house. At any moment, it doesn't matter how hot it is, how cold it is, whatever. The tea part of the British culture is definitely part of what I was raised with, and there's no time that I don't walk through the house that I don't that walk into the house that the first thought in my head isn't put the, put the kettle, kettle on. on. Yeah,
1: yeah. So there's phrases that I've picked up from uh, British folks, just you know, with with the advent of Netflix and all these British shows. There's one on Hulu that's really good. Um, I, I have to look it up. It's about uh, paramedics, like they drive ambulances, and it's it's made by. Uh, it, it's British a comedy. School. It's a comedy.
0: I think I know what you're talking about, but I, I I can't think of the name of it at the moment.
1: So between that Top Boy, uh, all of these Guy Ritchie movies, mm-hmm. I have started. Uh, talking to my kids and things just come out like isn't it? And um, it just sounds dumb when I say it. Like there's a different, <laughs> a different tango, a different dance to the way that they say words. But one thing that I am going to start adopting, and again, you have to see the gentleman. Um, if right, you don't want to buy it. it, I will give you my voodoo code, and you can watch it there, or it's on Netflix. Um,
0: I have Netflix. I'll check. One of the
1: out. dudes on there's name is Bunny, big black dude, big black dude. And whenever they call Bunny, because he's the enforcer, he never says, Here I come. He never says, I'm on my way. The nigga says, Incoming. Every single time they say Bunny, he says, <laughs> Incoming. And nigga, if that don't sound like a big black missile, I don't know what to tell you. So, I love it. yeah, that's going to be my phrase for sex. Baby, you ready? Yes, I nope. am. Incoming. <laughs> Incoming. <laughs>
0: There's a few things that I say that are British that because I did grow up with a British grandmother and stuff like that that I um, that I get busted on all the time but there's mm-hmm. such a natural part of the way I talk like I say whilst instead of while Really? Whilst yeah, I so was
1: doing this this happened. Whilst I was
0: walking down the street, whilst I was yeah. doing dishes, well yeah, so I say whilst. I also refer to um, s- speed bumps as undulations oh my um and so i'm driving i'm with a friend here in houston black friend and we're driving and i was like oops undulation because i didn't see it coming like it came too fast <laughs> and uh, phrasing and uh if old man was here he would have busted me on that um but and they just burst out laughing and so now they call them undulations with their partner too because they thought it was so funny that i said that and they were like what is an undulation i'm like an undulation like the the things on the street to slow you down and it's like speed bumps and i was like sure <laughs> <laughs> if
1: you want to say it like that like
0: you know i mean they're undulations and so so yeah now i've spread undulations to somebody
1: I but um, yeah the two things that i accidentally uh said I was, we were at a basketball tournament this past weekend. Uh, Kid Awesome, Nisha and myself went down to LA uh, for a tournament. And while we were down there, of course, we were in a hotel. And so I asked the front counter people, because I had just uh, brought the bags and I need to use the, the facilities. I was like, hey, where are your facilities located at? And they were like, what? And I was like, your restroom. And you could just see them saying, oh, like, they're mouthing it to themselves <laughs> like you know they're going to say it somewhere down the line. Like, facilities, facilities, I give that nigga, facilities, facilities.
0: So That's that funny. was one.
1: The other one was one of the kids on the team made a joke. Like, there's two things. One, This is the good one. The other one was they got checked. But one of the kids on the team made a joke. And I turned around to the kid and I said, are you taking the piss? Yep. Taking the piss. And they said... And they looked down and they were like, no, coach, I'm not taking a piss. And I was like, no, that means are you trying to make a joke? Or are you trying to be funny? Or are you taking the piss? I'm
0: taking the piss.
1: And no. so now that is also becoming a, a thing. Are you taking the piss? Like, yeah, yeah, I am. Uh, the other one was a kid. I was talking with them um, about something. And I was like, I want y'all to get all up on them on defense. I want you to be all over them. And they were like, pause. And I was like, dude. Like I know you're 16 and I know that y'all kids are out there. That is that this that's is cool a and way shit. to
0: describe that. Yeah. In sports. That's always been a way to describe that. Get all over them.
1: Yeah. And so I was like, you know, um, you said pause. I know what pause means, but the others may not. What does pause mean? And he was like, pause on that homo stuff. And I was like, you know what? Here's the problem I got. First of all, hey, you know me. You've known me since you were in third grade. Mm -hmm. Ever since you've known me, who else have you known? He was like, your wife. I was like, that's right, my wife. But even if I wasn't married, why are you going to come at me saying some homophobic stuff and think that I'm going to be okay with it? Why do you think your teammates are going to be okay with it? I was like, you know what? Every time I hear y'all say something homophobic, you're going to run. Today, you're going to run four suicides. Next time, it's going to be eight suicides. Mm -hmm. Time after that, it's going to be 16 suicides, and it's going to double every single time it happens. So... These kids, while they're learning good phrases from us, they're also, I I, I listen to the rapidity rap that kids listen to today, and there are still people who are on there saying homophobic slurs like it ain't a yeah. no thing. So while I'm trying to teach my kids how to be the best people they can be on this side, on the other side, they got 16 rappers who are way more famous than I am yeah. who are just having the best time in their life being horrible people. So it's a struggle.
0: Hopefully those uh, suicides help. (laughs) Run it out of them
1: because somebody uh, was um, we walked into the tournament and somebody looked at me and was like, Hey, 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 Hey. hey." Remember what coach said? And I was like, okay, I want y'all to be more like to the point where y'all ain't saying it period. But if you're just not going to say it because coach is in the building, then hopefully, you know, I'll just stick around you long enough to where you don't say it at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, it's annoying. (laughs) It's annoying because you can't do anything about it. Because what do they really know? Like, they don't, I mean, 16 year olds, maybe, but like, when the little kids say stuff like that, too, like, they're just picking up some shit they've heard, and they don't really Mm -hmm. understand what it is that they're what they're doing. Um, But hopefully, yeah, hopefully running it out of them works.
1: So, I have a question for you. Well, not yeah. even a question. It's really a article about a woman who got pulled over for using the carpool yes. lane in Texas. Yes. And she was pregnant. She mm-hmm. is pregnant. And mm-hmm. so, she was like, yo, there's two people in the car, right?
0: And you I'm said there it. Like, you, you told us that a fetus is a person. Right. So, either a fetus is a person or it's not. I I hope she, she has a lawyer from what I understand. She is going to, she's going to defend herself against that, that ticket. I hope she wins because I hope it sets a precedent because what we need to be doing in these states, like I live now that are uh, one of these anti-abortion states. uh, If, if a fetus is a person, then motherfucker, we need to get child support from the day of dating back to conception Mm -hmm. Uh, we need life insurance policies we need social security numbers we need to be able to uh, claim them on our taxes um other ways in which a person has some form of access Mm
1: -hmm. we need
0: to be able to do that at the point at which conception was determined if that's what I hope do. it
1: goes all the way to Supreme Court. I, I, hope, hope, she lists Tho- I hope she looks Clarence Thomas right in the eye and be like, "What do you think?
0: What do you think? You tell me this? This are you gonna tell me it's not a person? Because if you're gonna tell me it's not a person, because that's what <laughs> the, the that's ground. what the thing that's what the thing about Roe v. Wade boils down to. Mm-hmm. When does it become a person? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm proud of this person. I'm assuming that that they are. Because they said something on the news that made me think, oh, okay. Uh, they said that they will not share their political view on the matter, but they're just trying to make the law make sense to them. So it makes me think they are a conservative person, mm-hmm. but that they're willing to fight this based off of, like, I mean, at the end of the day, the woman just wanted to get somewhere faster. That's why she got into the yeah. <laughs> into the lane, um, getting stopped and having to to claim the child the 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 I mean, at this point, I think she's thirty-four weeks. So she's thirty-four it's, weeks. It's, so, it's yeah. almost time, anyway. Yeah. Um, but you know, she wanting to claim that that baby as a person, and the cops' response to her was that it's only people outside of the body.
1: Not according. Whatever to that, you that means, government.
0: exactly. <laughs> so whatever that means. Well, he, well, what he said was, I I I understand what you're saying, but this is about only people that are outside of the body. And, you know, all right, well, let's take it to court. I I hope this thing goes all the fucking way. I hope it goes all the fucking way. And I hope it forces their hand because once insurance, once life insurance gets involved. Those lobbyists are going to put a stop to this shit. That's Mm -hmm. that's the that's that's the 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 hope. Do you want to know what my favorite British word is? Yes. Knob.
1: Okay, so it's not what we think it is. Isn't that something for a cribbage?
0: No, knob is the bell end. Oh, that's also a British term. Knob is the mushroom top
1: of a penis. The fuck out of my face. <laughs> 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 because, because this is the reason why I say that. N O B, right?
0: K-N-O-B.
1: Oh, O B. Okay, you scared me because N-O-B is literally Knob Hill out in San Francisco. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> think that means that they think it means. It's
0: not It's not the same thing. It's also
1: out in at Raley's, The they have Knob, knob Hill. Hill, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, Knob. Calling someone okay. a Knob, you're calling them a dickhead.
1: I, I will keep that in mind because the people in my job need to hear it.
0: Also, Bell End, another classic. Not something we use here in the States. Bellend is the mushroom cap of a penis as well.
1: See, you're what you're going to do right here is you're going to tempt me to start calling people <laughs> this shit at work. When I've already got my shit established that I know won't get me fired, <laughs> I call them T-shirts. I simply call them T-shirts. T-shirts will not get me in trouble. If they say, why'd you call me a T-shirt? I'm like, because you're wearing a T-shirt. And I just want to keep it in mind. But it's really, the full term is yellow t-shirt. And you take the initials, Y-T-S, whiteys. So my beloved and I call them t-shirts. They have no fucking idea. We don't say it to their face. We just email to each other. These t-shirts are getting on my nerves. If somebody Mm -hmm. asks me what I'm talking about, fucking talking about shopping my wife. Get off my bellend. Um,
0: (laughs) Get off my bellend.
1: Get off my bellend. But yeah. Stop
0: being a bellend.
1: We're going to have somebody come through from Britain and be like,
0: yeah. Yep.
1: So no, I can't. also
0: there's different usages of how we say things in in English, American English, and how they say things in British English. Like Fanny, what's Fanny? Keister. Here, it's pussy. There. It is. Yep.
1: Oh, we just got things all backwards, don't we, Fanny? Yeah. Back so at. a
0: fanny pack is is a fanny pack is here, but there is a bum bag because you can't call it a fanny pack you can't call it a pussy pack
1: i was just thinking how great of a name that is though (laughs) hey boo give me some nacho pussy pack (laughs) (laughs) you know what i want i
0: had to curb a lot of the ways that i talked because there were just things that i said that people were like what the fuck are you talking about and so i have I had to code switch my English from at home British English to at school American English.
1: Okay. So bum is an ass. Fanny is the pussy. F- pussy.
0: Fanny. Know, that- Minge. Minge is also. Minge. Yes.
1: I know Minge. Why do I know Minge? Put Why some the Minge fuck in it. Why do I know Minge? Um, no, it wasn't from anything British. I think I was reading a fucking book. And I think that they call somebody a fucking minge. And I had to stop and look that shit up in the dictionary. And I may or may not have been 13. (laughs) So I'm sitting there with, you know, main. No, that's not it. Minor. No, I'm getting close. Ma'am. Ma'am. Yes, librarian. How do you spell you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna keep looking, so I look back in the book, okay Minge, oh shit okay, M-I-N-G-E Minge, minge. yeah, I remember that one vividly because they called somebody a fucking minge and then a fight broke out and I thought, at that age, I thought minge was like a man ninja so a minge a, a, a <laughs> I thought it was I, I, yeah, Nope. so, nope
0: that would be a pussy, my friend
1: Mm Mm-hmm. use a big ass pussy
0: also the way we use cunt is different too
1: yeah it's not nearly as bad as i use it out here y'all use cunt for everything
0: i love being a fucking cunt i love cunt the british way i don't i don't like it the american way but i like it's nasty yeah
1: hair is like fucking mean there it's it's like cunt is the equivalent of asshole kind of yeah like, it's, it's the lowest level of curse words, it seems like, in Britain. Like, it in certain aspects, folks wouldn't even get mad at you about calling them a, a, a true and horrible cunt. Like, they wouldn't <laughs> get mad at you calling them that because I am a cunt. And I understand that. Out here, they're like, you're calling me a pussy.
0: Yeah.
1: You're calling me a, no, I'm not. I'm calling it's you funny because in
0: the american way what sucks about it is that it sounds so like dry and uninviting which mm-hmm. is why i think pussy is a better term here um but there cunt just you're just a cunt i don't know how it, to describe it it just feels right
1: it fucking sings that word is when i'll telling my you know my beloved wife nisha that is her full name ladies and gentlemen uh, um, her, her
0: government name is my beloved wife
1: Nisha, Anisha. yes, I'm putting ownership on you her. Have to say
0: the whole thing,
1: like like a tribe called pin, Quest.
0: Slip back, pin, pin, <laughs> slip back.
1: But it's it's such a thing where I hear a British accent and I immediately like we're watching um, RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars right now, the one oh, where it's all Vivian. all the legends, the Viv, the Vivian, yes, and hearing the Vivian talk about stuff. I'm just sitting there like this. Like I can listen to you talk all fucking day with that British accent. It also works for um, British accents, Jamaican accents, uh, not French accents. I I had a French teacher. She was fucking annoying. Um, At center. Yeah. Uh,
0: What's her name? Um, With the curly light brown hair.
1: And she was just fucking annoying. I don't even know. Like we were getting, <laughs> I had her too. She, was, she, was, we would fucking watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and she be like, write down the words you heard, and I would write down all the cuss words, and she wanted to call my mama. That was a motherfucking <laughs> punk move. That's all I'm saying. Like you asked me to I write don't down. Remember the words I remember
0: watching movies and, in her class. That's rude.
1: Uh, we had, we had. Uh, by the time we got there, she didn't give a fuck. So <laughs> we watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off in French. We watched Batman in French. We watched like two other movies in French and then they were like, write down the words you recognize. And fuck yeah, I'm gonna write down the cuss words because those are the ones we all sat in the back afterwards and discussed. Like, (laughs) I didn't know how to say this before then. Um, But yeah, I can listen to a good accent. Like I read books. And one of the things that I've realized reading books through Ratchet Book Club is that if I was a woman or if I had a voice tone that was higher pitch. I think that ladies, uh, both sis uh, and transitioning, uh, have a better opportunity as voice actors, as, as doing um, audio books, because you can make your voice deep on purpose. Like you can be like, you can go from sound like this to, then he did this, who the fuck you looking at? And it still sounds good, but you can have those, those voices for the women that still sound uh, uh, feminine and and nice, and all of my voices sound like this. If I try <laughs> and do a higher pitch voice for somebody, it still sounds like this. This is how I do <laughs> a woman's voice. This is how I do a man's voice. It's like the fucking dude on um, Ten Things I Hate About You, who's like, "These are my modeling pictures. Here's my first one. Here's my second one." <laughs> See the difference? That's how I sound when I'm doing an audiobook. So I've realized that I can't do voices, but I figure that if somebody had a British accent and they were a woman, they would fucking corner the market because everybody wants their gangster to sound like fucking Idris Elba. And I can't do it. I just sound fucking horrible, isn't it?
0: Horrible, Gov- isn't it? <laughs> governor governor oh no like so for for me it does take me a minute but i i eventually fall into a british accent if i'm around brits like Mm -hmm. it's kind of obnoxious but i it's not something i really know that i'm doing um but i i it's not easy for me to pull it like i can't just sit here like i gotta think about it a little bit before Mm -hmm. i like try to pull it uh but if i'm around british i folks i will eventually fall into into one you know, uh, which funny. is basically I'm... my Nana's accent. I just mirror the accent that I grew up. So you
1: lived with your Nana. Mm-hmm. She That's lived, dope. she lived
0: with us. That's I mean, dope. she wasn't a kind woman, but, um, but you know, she lived with us for a period of time. Well, I think, well, in the early days, my parents were teenagers. So in the early days I lived with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually she lived with us. And, um, and so like, there's certain things that are just embedded from, mm-hmm. from that, you know, like, um, The tea thing, uh, British food is terrible, but also my Nana was not a very good cook. And so like specific things that she made was awful. So like, it's taken me until adulthood into my mid thirties to finally start eating Brussels sprouts because she used to boil Brussels sprouts and put mint sauce on them. worst way to do it. Worst way to do it, right? Tristan one day ordered some Brussels sprouts, some roasted Brussels sprouts that were like marinated in miso or something like that. And I I had them then. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? Like, this is what it was supposed to taste like the whole time? Yep. Um, Yeah, British cuisine is not really a thing. I do love a British breakfast, though, so that's something that I'm really into. Wait,
1: wait, so let's talk about a British breakfast because I saw a picture, and the plate was literally like the plate that the kid from Matilda had to eat the cake off of, like a big-ass, huge white plate with, like, meat. It's just meat. Meat and beans. Baked beans! What the fuck are up with the baked beans? Listen,
0: don't knock baked beans for breakfast. This is the one thing I will fight over because it's 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 amazing it's perfect there's no wrong way to do this uh so a british breakfast is predominantly every different kind of way that you can make pork so like there is the british ver- version of bacon which isn't like our strippy bacon it's more like a curved bacon uh, mm-hmm. there's like the canadian bacon type thickness kind there's pork sausage there you know blah 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 you have all these different kinds of bacon and then you got your baked beans which is a tomato based Baked bean, so it's not even like our baked beans quite the same. It's it's more tangy. Okay. Uh, you might have toast, and then um, and yeah. that's it. Like and then you have tea. Like that's that's your fucking
1: breakfast. Oh, it no, is. There were, I thought there were eggs on it somewhere, so you could. Dip I
0: mean, I, there might be some people that'll do eggs, but it's not. It, it, it wasn't a super common thing that I grew up around. Um, okay. And then when I went to England, there was never eggs. Except for in the hotels that that where there were predominant American. That is actually true. There was one hotel we stayed in that was a predominantly like American tourist thing. And Mm -hmm. um, there was eggs there and there was also bananas. And by six days straight of eating just a British breakfast, I was I definitely needed fruit. And um, I walked over to the thing and this big old dude. Was about to grab a banana and I was about to grab the banana. I made deep eye contact with him. I had to look way up because he was super tall. And I was like, Are you going to take this banana from me? And then he just pulled his hand back and I was like, That's what. I and I ate that banana. There's um, no
1: fucking safe way to answer that question.
0: <laughs> I was like, You can take this. I'm 5'4, right. I'm a femme. You know, like I needed that banana. Uh, So yeah, but I do love a British bre- banana uh, or British breakfast. Also, beans on toast is a very popular like snack british you know snack what? it's british baked beans which is that tomato based beans and sourdough bread Uh huh. that's it that's all it is I'm butter it. bread
1: check it out check it out so you know i i do this chefy shit
0: you do the you know chef-y how shit.
1: they have they have avocado toast out here with the mm-hmm. with the bread and the avocado and whatever fuck. Yeah. Like. i don't it's know it's bullshit avocado bread Or not avocado bread. Sourdough bread. Sorry, sourdough toast. Sourdough bread. A little bit of butter. A
0: lot of bit of butter. My
1: baked beans. So the cowboy baked beans with the spices and all that kind of stuff in there. And then cheddar cheese.
0: Yeah, that's fine. So I will substitute because I can't always get my my British beans like unless I find a place. Luckily, the the grocery store I go to now has a teeny tiny little British section. And then there's also a British market which I haven't gone to yet in over by Rice University. I'm going to go there one day. But my H-E-B that's close by has my British baked beans. But I will get like American baked beans and make my version of um, beans on toast, which is a really common snack for me. Like I, okay. I, I will eat that all the time. I've had people laugh about it, complain about it. And I'm like, at the end of the day, what you're talking about is beans, which you love and toast, which you love. And I don't care if it's a fallacy of composition. These two things are delicious.
1: And they're delicious
0: together. They're delicious together. But because it because it's commonly thought of as a British breakfast thing people think it's weird it's fucking not man it's so good and i will eat it any time of day honestly but a british breakfast i will the the worst part about me being a vegetarian now is that i wouldn't have a british breakfast Mm. because our british our breakfast is so sweet you know which i like a sweet breakfast too but i really enjoy like starting the day with itis The best Wake part of waking right up it's going right back to sleep um no yeah i, I enjoy a british breakfast um so what so yeah. what what's what's
1: I know what mash is obviously that's mashed potatoes what the fuck is a banger it's a sausage what kind of a sausage
0: um it's a pork sausage it's so it's not the blood squat. sausage then not necessarily I mean I think people might probably do it with a different kind a of bunch but the way i always had it was like it's one of those like stumpy curved sausages like that one mm-hmm. ones um yeah also uh-huh. great combination of food um there's some shit food though of course like there's a lot of stuff that they just do really weird like my nanny used to boil everything she used to boil steak um and that was pretty gross uh all the time she'd put like for years i couldn't eat peas because she would put this lamb parents mint sauce which is just, like this electric bluish green colored sauce that you'd get in like a little thing, just like Worcestershire sauce. And she'd bake, she'd make the peas and then she'd put that all over it. So for years, psychologically, I would taste mint sauce whenever I had peas, even if I didn't know peas were in the food. Mm -hmm. Like if I just happened to take a bite and I didn't know, but then I tasted a pea, I would taste mint. I would taste mint sauce. Even if it wasn't in there, it fucked me up for years. I'll send you pictures. It's disgusting looking.
1: I don't I don't need it. No, nope, <laughs> no, no, no. I was just I somebody sent me a recipe for cream peas a couple of days ago and I was like I need to wrap my mind around that, let alone Peas are
0: a common like they'll do pea soup, mashed peas,
1: split bubbles, pea soup with ham.
0: Called, split pea soup with ham. Yeah, and it's like well, a slice of ham, like a thin slice of ham. It's such a weird. It's so weird.
1: You know, I I just remember where we see the majority of our British stuff nowadays. And it's on those cooking shows, Mm -hmm. like the British baking shows and whatnot. And that's where I see a lot of this.
0: Like meat pies and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm like,
1: you know what? I want to, at some point, I'm going to do this. I fucking guarantee it. I'm going to make Americanized, well, not Americanized. I'm going to make consistently good British food. So like the meat pies, it will be like smoked Whatever the I'll meat be your is, taste I smoke tester. it and top it up and then put it into the pie. I know. You volunteer as tribute. This will be I'm when we actually come out there as a come out there to Texas or wherever y'all may be at. at Plus,
0: time, I'm also your, um, your, you know, tag me in quarter Brit. So, if you yeah. need that opinion, I will have that.
1: Yeah. I mean, but I learned so much from watching those shows like Cardamom. I didn't know oh, about cardamom until I cardamom. started watching it, and then all of a sudden I started using it. I was like, this is a fucking listen. Fantastic. Cardamom
0: is the only spice these motherfuckers traveled on boats f- and to grab all these spices, and the only fucking one they use is cardamom.
1: Uh without cardamom, I would have never known how to make pho. Oh,
0: is because it in is it in
1: it's not in pho, but it can replace one of the key coriander. ingredients making coriander. Yeah, it's from the yeah. same- Family. To making the uh, the broth for pho. So for those y'all who don't know, but like pho, the taste you taste in pho is a lot of fucking cinnamon <laughs> and, and spices. And it just makes it taste fantastic. So, yeah, I learned about that from them. And then I was like, okay, let's go ahead and do this. But second thing I want to talk to you about.
0: Okay. Hit me.
1: Did you hear about the woman in Stockton? Uh, she was homeless. She is homeless. Uh, who found her boyfriend inside of their tent with another woman. So she set the tent on fire and murdered her boyfriend. The woman got away, but she set the tent on fire and murdered her boyfriend. And wow. now the cops are looking for her. She fled.
0: Wow. I How have a billion I questions.
1: Story? I have a billion questions. How um, did the
0: woman get out?
1: How didn't the man get out? It's a fucking tent. It's not like it's the biggest tent in the world. It's not like this is Hogwarts where it's a magical tent. Unless you like did a really rooms. good
0: perimeter. Because if you're going to catch something on fire, like a I tent, a perimeter. And you zip it. And you zip it. Okay. And then you have something block, whatever could be used as an opening.
1: the The exit. Yeah. Yeah, but she set it on fire. The woman got away. The woman got away and ain't said shit. Like the cops are like, we asked the woman and she don't know where this woman came from. She don't know no face. She don't know nothing. Does so she they know asked, that
0: she was being um, used to cheat on with?
1: I, I, I don't know.
0: That's a question I have. Yeah. Um, I so confidently explained how to burn down a tent without letting somebody out that you, you would think I had experience doing this. I want to say that's a knee-jerk reaction because of how many crime shows I watch. <laughs> but, like, it just occurred to me. I immediately had a plan. I didn't know I had that plan, but I immediately had a plan.
1: And it's a solid plan. A solid I'm plan. sitting here like, you know what? That's how you that's kill right. a motherfucker. That's, Gasoline that's around the murdered. whole thing. Yeah.
0: Block off Lock the area, them in. Light that yeah. shit up. Light, light, light. <laughs> you
1: know. Light it up, and then you just leave. Mm-hmm. Like, don't stick around. I didn't see you light it. Just light it and leave. Do it at night.
0: Light it and leave. Don't stay but, in Stockton. That's for damn sure. Be exactly. homeless somewhere else.
1: Exactly. Go to Modesto.
0: It's go to- nice. <laughs> I lived in Modesto when I was little. Don't go to Modesto.
1: Uh, compared to Stockton, I go to Modesto.
0: I would just get out of Central California.
1: Yeah, that too. That too.
0: I lived in Modesto. I lived in Porterville. These are not. These are not great places.
1: Well, yeah, no, not not Porterville.
0: Porterville's awful.
1: Yeah, I went to a place called Los Banos.
0: Mm-hmm. Really so nice; there.
1: has has a great restaurant. Uh, we would stop there on our way to L.A. and get mm-hmm. Mexican food and everything. Isn't Bano uh, Mexican for bathroom? Banos. Yeah, Banos. Yeah, it's B A N O S, right?
0: Maybe it has multiple meanings.
1: I don't know, but I didn't. I I was like, I wouldn't live in a city called the bathroom.
0: The bathroom. Baphne, um, what about what about shopping at bodegas
1: <laughs> On a you bodega. Hear,
0: you hear dr J- dr jill uh biden president biden's wife was at a latin uh celebration a latino people celebration thing she said she was comparing the latin peoples to things such as or the diversity and beauty of the Latin culture down to the bodegas of the Bronx, the blossoms of Miami and the breakfast tacos of San Antonio. This Um, is the diversity of the Latin people, uh, but she called them bodegas.
1: So (laughs) I'm not, for people who know me, and they know I don't fuck with uh with, with with the orange menace. I'm not that dude. Donald Trump did this same fucking thing in like 2016. They're the same. They're the same, they're they're same. they're
0: the same people. Because they're the
1: same fucked up people, exactly. That motherfucker came out and was like, Happy Cinco de Mayo.
0: Eating the a best taco, taco salad. bowls
1: are made in Trump Tower Grill. I love Hispanics.
0: I love Hispanics. That's right. He did say that. Goodness gracious, this motherfucker. I swear.
1: So, I
0: fucking swear, man. I so just
1: When it comes to politics, I think that the one rule is don't we, talk. That that but more than that, we'd all be much better served if we took out the age requirement and put in an age cap.
0: Put in an age cap. We definitely need an age cap.
1: Yeah, I think that I think that I know a lot of uh, 31, 32, 33, 34 year olds who are much smarter because of the availability of knowledge and information and yeah. uh, the way that the world works now and being open and honest with themselves their sexuality, uh, being open and honest with communication with other people. I think that they'd be much better served to run the world than a 78 year old whose whole idea is how can I stay rich? Yeah. But the thing that they do to block our blessings, which are Mm -hmm. these young folks who have these ideas is the first thing they do is they make sure that you have to be a certain age. Yeah. So by the time you get to that certain age, you may have lost that, um,
0: that fire for mm -hmm. change.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: We need term limits on the, the senators. In the House, like nobody should be in their job for 30 years, 40 years um, in that thing. The Supreme Court absolutely term limits for them as well. Um,
1: And then, quite simply, we have nobody ever really talks about the fact that to become a politician they have literally made such a wide gap in the cost that it takes to become a politician. Like the money you have to spend for campaigning, the money you have to spend for all these things is so much more than most Americans can even spend in a lifetime Yeah, that you're already blocked off from that, which really makes it a avenue for old white men and their rich families to continue to be rich. Like they put that in there. I don't, I really, listening to Stuff like Hamilton. I really want to know if back in the 1700s or 1800s, whenever the fuck, they had these rules that you had to have. You had to have $1,000 in your family's bank account before you. Well,
0: you did have to be a landowner, I think.
1: See? And that's exactly how they keep the separation between... The middle class, the upper class and the lower class because they keep the lower class and the middle class from having the opportunity to even get out there and affect change.
0: Yeah, I mean, shit, some of, some of voting had to do with you having to be a landowner to be able to vote. So so even as they changed the laws to allow women and, and uh, black people to start voting, they couldn't because initially they, didn't, they weren't landowners in some <laughs> cases, you know?
1: People think that I want to win four hundred million dollars just to win four hundred million dollars and stunt on these hoes. That's partially it. I also <laughs> want to win the lottery so I can run for government because as soon as I get in there, things are gonna fucking change.
0: It's just, it's just such a broken system that we have, um, mm-hmm. and there's no, and unfortunately, the people. That broke the system or the people in power so you can't even expect that they will actually make any proper change so it's, it's pretty insane but we are coming to the end of this show before we get out of here though i want you to tell everybody i describe myself on my shows as the busiest mixed race bi-gender bisexual polyamorous atheist comic book nerd cat mom and two-time asian-american podcasters association's golden crane award-winning podcaster but if i'm a busy podcaster you're a fucking crazy-ass busy podcaster, <laughs> so why don't you tell everybody about Consistently Good, about all your shows, where they can hear you right now.
1: Okay. Say the list. So, here's the thing. Um, I have really consolidated all of my applause and all of my good words for myself down to two words i'm a podcast deity mm-hmm. um at this point in time my podcasting has reached god status everything that you want to do i've probably already done it uh got tired and don't do it anymore um but if you want to see my shows if you want to listen to my shows that's great honestly Fuck around right now and just type Rashani R-A-S-H-A-N-I-I, into Google. I'm the first motherfucker to pop up. Like, that's how great I am when it comes to podcasting. I'm the first name on the list. Uh, But you can also go to Linktree, uh, backslash SSCast, and there you will find access to all of my shows. What are all of my shows? Let's start off with Ratchet Book Club. Ratchet Book Club is where I read hood classics and good classics. A hood classic is anything from Old Thought Next Door, uh, to
0: Old Thought Next Door?
1: Old Thought Next Door. She was a seventy-four-year-old woman who loved dick and reefer, and reefer was spelled R-E-E-F-U-R. <laughs> um, so anything from Old Thought Next Door to loving my <laughs> wife and her sister too, or the Cartel series. Uh, good classics are The Princess Bride, um. Dark Corner by Brandon Massey, which I, I love. I urge everybody to, to check that book out, whether you listen to me, read it, or you buy it yourself. Um, and the book that I'm currently reading now, which is From the Corner of His Eye by Dean Koontz. Um, I read, like, one or two chapters in an episode and discuss it. And I want people to discuss it with me, but if you don't, it's okay. Because, like Christopher Williams said, once I talk to myself, because uh, there is no one to talk to, um, or was that? I'll be sure. No, that's Christopher Williams. They're Maybe. related. Yeah. Yeah. They're, one of them did it. Um, the next show I do is called uh, the RTO Podcast Network. Currently, we are doing uh, Orphan Black. Uh, it is my homeboy, our homeboy, Brandon, our friend Scar and I. Uh, we discuss each episode through the seasons. So right now there's five seasons of Orphan Black. We're in the fifth season right now. So we talk about it episode by episode. What are you doing? Us? We did Oz initially. That's why it's the RTO Podcast Network. Okay. Because the first one we did was Return to Oswald, where we talked about Oz mm-hmm. uh, episode by episode, season by season. When we finished that, we moved
0: to, Oh, you got all the way through that?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't realize. Goddamn. Yeah.
1: So we moved from that to a show called um, Playmakers, an ESPN football show. It was a one okay. season long show. Um, we called it Cocaine Cougars because they were doing cocaine <laughs> off the of toilet before they played a game. Uh, and then after we did Cocaine Cougars, we moved over to Orphan Black. And because we kept seeing more and more clones pop up, we called it another one. So it's another one in an Orphan Black podcast. And after that gets done, Brandon's gonna pick which shows he wants to discuss because Orphan Black was Scar's choice. Okay. Um, it's really dope. Like we have a lot of fun. We talk music. We talk the show. We it's just it's just a fun time to be around. Um, I also do a show called hindsight, which is quite basically we watch movies that we haven't seen likely since we were children, and we rewatch them again as adults see if they're good. um some of the movies that y'all loved as kids are really fucking bad mm-hmm. um I don't I think I was on
0: an episode of hindsight
1: you were I'm trying to think which one it is was it
0: juice? Oh no, fresh was it, it was, fresh?
1: it wasn't I haven't done fresh yet. But you were on one.
0: I was uh, on one.
1: And it was not one that... um, It was probably one that I picked. But the thing about it is... um, It's a good idea for a show. The thing about it is... (sighs) Hindsight is one of those shows where everything's all good when you're a kid. But when you get older, you start to realize stuff. Like the kid from Problem Child is a real fucking asshole.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, I knew that from Jump. <laughs> yeah, but
1: Brandon wants to argue all this shit. Like, that's the crazy thing about it. My boy, Brandon, <laughs> I love the pieces. He wants to argue every step. So I told him. Brandon is very
0: contrarian.
1: I told him that Kevin from Home Alone was a asshole and also probably grew up to be a serial killer. And Absolutely. then I told him that Junior was an asshole. Junior and now was he an thinks asshole. I hate white people. So. <laughs>
0: Brandon but, will play with this with me all the time too. Um, also, he calls me out for being problematic for wearing white face when I dress up as Lady Joker.
1: Mm-hmm. That's my boy. Brandon, I, I love him the pieces. I love him the pieces.
0: He just fucks with us.
1: Honestly, I, I can't I can't live in this world without him. He's a wonderful person. He, um, he has
0: one of my favorite laughs because it's so like in robust. the back. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, she's like, <laughs> like, it's just in the back of what he's doing. I don't know what, I love Brandon the laugh.
1: I do a show that. called Unburdened, which is where myself and two uh, black men that I know sit down and talk about Uh, mental health issues and really unburdening ourselves of the toxic traits that we picked up, again, as kids, as young adults and growing up in the neighborhoods we grew up in. That's where the original rules came out of no homophobia, no transphobia, uh, no misogyny were allowed. I put racism on the other ones because, you know, people get wild. I do a show called Storytellers where we combine the age-old story or the age-old game of telephone with the art of storytelling. Uh, I get four people with me, and we create a story, and that's usually pretty fucking fantastic. I had the host of Blurred Comics on an episode with me that did not turn out anyway like I fucking expected it (laughs) to.
0: Yeah, um, uh, Blurvision and I were both on that episode. Um, I was the third in line, so I missed a very critical bit of information off of who was second,
1: and I I
0: changed the direction of. No, you didn't.
1: He fucking changed the direction. I don't give a fuck what you say. Blurred Vision changed the direction. No,
0: no, this, it was Old Man Wade. Old Man Wade. Old Man Wade, Wade changed the direction. name then, yeah.
1: Oh, he left Blurred out vision everybody. Vision brought home. So I wrote a story about four, <laughs> three, three kids, three fucking seventh grade bank robbers. Like, seventh close your eyes. Seventh grade
0: bank robbers.
1: And think about how dope that story would have been. Seventh grade bank robbers. And Old Man Wade, I had it where two other bank robbers were brothers one was not this nigga decides <laughs> to follow one of the kids home and builds a story around him walking home and a disabled little sister and the other two kids were never spoken of again never spoken about. and i was like the fuck did you do to my story man but it's just the way that this uh, show works out it's 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 always it's interesting telephone. it's always unique It's telephone exactly um, I do a show called Single Simulcast with my homegirl and sister, uh, Shantae, in which we talk pop culture and politics and whatever else she wants to. Because really, at this juncture of life, it's her show. I'm just revolving in her planet. Um, I had a show called. Uh, well, I, I I completed a show called Sin and Solace, which is a dramatic serial about an assassin named Jeremiah Sinclair and his best friend named Trevor Salis Salento. And they work for a group called The Corporation. I'm really proud of that. When they got three seasons in before I just lost the urge and energy to write anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have a show called The Dream Team, which came to full fruition, uh, in which three of the greatest comedians you ever heard sat down and talked with each other every week. And then I have a show called the single serving show in which we do a different genre of podcasts every week. So every single week it's one single serving of a show. We did one episode where we read a juju on adventure book. And every time we die, we have to take a drink. Oh, we were drunk because it was a fucking book about the Titanic. <laughs> um, we did one show that was instructional. Like we taught people how to do something. We had a debate show. We had a politics show Um It's just something I thought was really unique and I wanted to try. And then I have a show with Stephanie called The Kitchen Sink, uh, in which we talk about everything under the sun, including The Kitchen Sink. Um, And I think that's everything. Oh, and I have a catering business called Consistently Good, where I sell... Great food at an affordable price. Like, honestly, when I think about my prices, I get mad at myself. But (laughs) I want the price to be something where people who usually couldn't be able to eat these foods are able to eat these foods. And really, the money that I I get for it really just goes towards buying the food. So, yeah, that's it. Like I said, a deity. I also coach. I am a husband to an amazing, amazing person. Like, one of the most brilliant people I've ever met. Like just charismatic and 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 caring, and she's gonna be an amazing nurse. I'm grateful for the opportunity to just walk in her sunshine uh, and 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 live in the aftermath of her the air she breathes, uh, and then I am a father of four. So all of these things plus podcasting, and I wouldn't change a moment of it. Thanks for having me. I really do appreciate it. I'm oh, and like good. I said, everything is on Linktree. Uh, backslash SScast. That's where you can find literally everything that I've ever done.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm glad you came on. It's always fun hanging out with you. And um, and even though we didn't have Blur Vision and it wasn't a full family reunion or high school reunion, whatever, <laughs> um, I'm glad. I'm glad that I got to spend this time with you. So thank you for coming on the show with me. <laughs> and uh, again, at the channel Blur Vision, one more time. Like we always do, at the end of the show, we say bye.
1: (laughs) Mommy made me mash my Eminem. Here we go.
0: Blurred Comics is a Main Hustle Media podcast co-hosted by The Blasian Blurred and Blurred Vision. Produced and edited by Charmaine Field. Music is Run Brooklyn Run by H. Wood Players. If you like our show, please drop some coins in our tip jar ko-fi.com slash Blurred Comics Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. Peace, y'all.